What an honor and a privilege it is to be able to introduce my president from my seminary, Dr. Chuck Kelly. Uh, Dr. Chuck Kelly is a follower of Jesus, a husband to Rhonda, and president of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Kelly earned a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy from Baylor University in 1974. While he was there, he met Rhonda Harrington, whom he married in June of 1974. Kelly holds two degrees from NOBTS, a Master of Divinity in 1978, and a Doctor of Theology in 1983. Kelly began teaching evangelism at NOBTS in 1983. From 1989 to 1996, he was the Roland Q. Level Professor of Evangelism at the seminary. And then from 1993 to 96, he directed the Level Center for Evangelism and Church Health. In addition, he was chair of the Pastoral Ministries Division at NOBTS from 1993 to 1995. In 96, Kelly became the eighth president of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Under his leadership, New Orleans Seminary has become a leader in distance learning sites and now offers a growing number of fully online degrees. NOBTS also maintains educational programs in prisons in both Louisiana and Mississippi where inmates earn up to a Bachelor of Arts degree. The school's goal is to make theological education accessible to anyone called by God regardless of location. Most notably, Kelly guided the seminary through its darkest days following Hurricane Katrina in August of 2005. NOBTS was the only school in New Orleans that continued all its programs and all its classes that fall despite having no access to the campus. December 2005 graduation was celebrated in Birmingham. Through the aid of Southern Baptist, the campus was rebuilt and reopened for students, staff, and faculty in August of the next year. Welcome, Dr. Kelly. Oh, I could feel that electric ripple of excitement racing through the room with the thought of a seminary president being our speaker for the day. Oh, boy. My wife was teaching a group of young girls in our church, and the particular lesson was focused on the various Southern Baptist entities. And she got to the topic of seminaries, and she said, does anybody know what a seminary is? And little Hannah raised her hand, and Rhonda said, Hannah, what is a seminary? And Hannah said, it's a place where they bury dead preachers. Well, I don't know if that's entirely wrong, but we'll do our best to be a little more lively than that. If you saw the play on Broadway or your community theater, if you saw the movie, if your child was in a local production of it in your high school here in town, you will remember at least one song from this Broadway classic, Man of La Mancha. The song you will remember is The Impossible Dream. To dream the impossible dream. When I think about impossible dreams, I think about something that so many people believe to be completely unrealistic. The impossible dream. Can a human being fundamentally, completely change? Is it possible for someone to fundamentally, completely change? I would say to you the answer is yes. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul the Apostle wrote, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. But this is the amazing message at the heart of what Christianity is all about, and that is any life can change. Any problem 
can be transformed. Any circumstance can completely turn around. Change is possible through Jesus Christ. How in the world do I know that? How can I make that assertion? I could talk to you about the change in my own life. It wasn't radical in appearance. I grew up in a very strong Christian home. I went to a wonderful big Baptist church. I never got involved in drugs or alcohol or anything at all like that. By the time I was 10 or 12 years old, I could quote more Bible verses than many of the deacons in our church. My life never really visibly changed, but my soul did. And I remember when I was in a hotel room in Duluth, Minnesota, coming back from family vacation, when I was in high school, I remember having a room all to myself. This was such a big deal. I come from a large family, four sisters, no brothers, even our dog was a girl. I had no chance at all. <laughs> and it was my first time to have a hotel room all to myself. We had a wonderful vacation, headed back for two-a-day football workouts to begin, and I remember going to bed, turning out the light, just laying there in my bed, and for some reason my mind began to turn uh, to my life and my relationship with God. I thought about all the reasons why God ought to be proud of me. I was so active in church, knew so much about the Bible, everybody thought very well of me. I was the all-American Baptist kid, and I remember like God was there in that room talking personally to me and saying, that wonderful Hebrew expression, big, fat, hairy deal. <laughs> what really matters is, will you completely trust me with your life? And very simply, that night, I got out of bed as a teenager. I got on my knees. I prayed a very simple little prayer. All that I am, I give to you. Come and live with me and let my life be yours. Angels didn't sing in the bathtub, thunder didn't roll, it was just a holiday inn, not a Hyatt or anything fancy. <laughs> but from that next morning when I woke up, there was a river flowing in my heart and my life was transformed. I could tell you my own story, but that's not the only evidence that I have about why I believe Jesus Christ can change any human life. 21 years ago, our telephone rang and it was the new warden of Angola State Penitentiary calling to ask us if we would come into Angola and begin teaching the inmates how to be ministers. He said, we have some men that God is working in their life. Nearly everybody we have, here's the basic facts about Angola, more than 5,000 inmates, 90% of those inmates have a life sentence in Louisiana at this time. Life is until you breathe your last breath. They are ne once they go in, they are never going to get out. Very tough environment, long known as the bloodiest prison in the United States, the subject of movies and documentaries and books, an extremely tough place. And he said, but we have a few men in whose life God is working, and if you could teach them how to be ministers to the other inmates in the penitentiary, we would be very grateful. Well, thought about it, I was not hired to teach seminary in maximum security prisons. But if you're going to be a Baptist seminary in a place like New Orleans, you better be willing to do things a little differently and be a little crazy. And so we said, okay. And we began teaching our Bachelor of Christian Ministry degree inside Angola State Penitentiary. Never forget our first graduating class, 17 inmates. If you could have seen their faces, they live with me to this day. One of our requirements, I didn't know this was a very radical thing to require in the context of a maximum security prison, but one of our requirements, if you're accepting the program, you have to engage in ministry in some way inside that penitentiary. 
As of today, our students have started more than 20 churches on the cell blocks of Angola Penitentiary. They are baptizing about 100 inmates a year who give their lives to Jesus Christ. And that prison has fundamentally changed. And we're hearing a lot about changes in the justice system in Louisiana and sentencing guidelines and all that. A lot of that's being driven by what they have watched happen at Angola in the lives of our inmates who have so completely and thoroughly changed. I'll never forget one of our graduations. We always have a spot on the program for students to speak, and the students pick who they want to speak. And they picked an inmate, and this inmate stood up, and he said, when I got to Angola, it was 1967. Okay, you think about what's happened in your life since 1967. He said, I got off the bus about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and it reminded me of the scene from the vampire movie, hot and humid, big oak trees, moss hanging down. And I learned it was more like a vampire movie than I thought. At that time, there were corrupt guards who had a black market uh, deal going. They were stealing blood from inmates and selling it on the black market. And I determined pretty quickly I was going to have to become a very dangerous man if I was going to survive in Angola prison. And I became a very dangerous man. All the students. Yes, he became a very, and, and one of the guards, his first class, one of the guards told our professor teaching that class, he was going down the names, he said, I don't know how this guy got in here, but don't you ever turn your back when this man is in the room. He is the most dangerous man in Angola prison today. He said, I was here in the 60s. I was here in the 70s. I was here in the 80s. And I was here in the 90s when New Orleans Seminary came and I got introduced to Jesus Christ, and he changed my life. And he shared his testimony, and he said the very classroom where we have our classes now is the very room where guards would strap prisoners down, steal their blood to sell on the black market, but the blood of Jesus Christ has covered completely over that, and now this is a different place because of Jesus. To quote an ancient Hebrew expression, wow! Wow! We now do programs in four different states, all of them in maximum security prisons, including our Louisiana women's prison, LCIW, and the stories, I have an endless supply of what we have watched happen in a place that is the least likely for anybody to change. Change has happened. Now, during the 21 years, do you know how many inmates have uh, contacted me and asked me to write a letter to the parole board or to do something to help them be released? 21 years. How many? Zero. They know they've made horrible choices. They know they've done bad things. But they know Jesus Christ can make them someone different. And they want something different to happen with their life. But how in the world is that even possible? Well, let me see if I can give you one illustration. I, I collect walking sticks. I have for a long time. And I was on the Mississippi Gulf Coast when I saw this walking stick laying on a shelf in an old antique store, and I looked at it, it's got some pretty paintings on it, Japanese scenes, and I picked it up and it felt heavier than it ought to be, and then this tip called the ferrule of the walking stick is much longer than it ought to be, and that was a little odd, and I said, this is really different, and it was not very much money, and so I bought it and I took it home, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, and I said, well, there's just something different about this, and I wondered what it is. So I start really studying, and I notice, again, this tip, it's just so much longer than it ought to be. So I said, well, I wonder, oh, it unscrews. 
And so I unscrewed this and I took it off. I said, okay, that's very unusual. Then I said, well, if it worked at that end, what about this end? And I unscrewed this end and it would unscrew and come off. And I pulled that out. And lo and behold, two walking sticks for the price of one. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. And then I unscrewed more and I found out, okay, that the top of the stick would unscrew also and it came loose. And I said, okay. I said, well, what about this? And it fit. And I screwed that into the handle, the cap, and I said, oh, a walking stick for dwarves. <laughs> I said, well, what if you did this, put that back in there, and now you have some additional weight on this end of the stick, and there's a screw there, and there's a hole here. I wonder if that would fit. And lo and behold, that fit. And you know what I discovered? This is a little more than a walking stick, isn't it? What else is it? It's a pool cue. It is the same thing but it is completely different. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. And what I have to say to you is very simple. Never forget, in your life, you can change. You can be transformed. A stale marriage can come alive again. Kids that are breaking your heart can be made different and new. And you, surrounded by trouble, you've never really expressed to anybody, but you know how empty your heart is. Jesus Christ can make anybody new. And if you don't believe it, you come with me to the cell blocks of Angola. And if you just walked around with me, like the last time I was there, spent a couple of hours walking around, you will pick out our students instantly without me saying a word because you will see there's something different about these guys. It stands out. And you know that in your business and in your classrooms and what you're doing, all the problems in life end up being people problems. Have you noticed that? All the real problems are people problems. And I would tell you, don't give up on people. You remember, people can change. It's been the witness of the church for lo these 2,000 years. It is a witness that is very apparent when you visit Angola, Seminary, Angola Penitentiary and Seminary, and there's, a, there's actually a sign outside Angola that says New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, Angola campus. But you remember when you take a moment and you look in the face of God that he is a God who loves you who can change you and who is ready to walk through life with you that's what Jesus Christ came to do to make the impossible dream 
life transformation. Not life improvement, life transformation. He came to make that possible. He did it for me. He's done it for many, many, many. And he can do it for you. Would you join me, please, for a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for that simple, magnificent truth. Any human life can be transformed. Thank you for doing what was necessary for that to happen through the life and the death and the resurrection of your dear son. Thank you for making that possibility active in someone's life through the simple reality of faith, repentance and faith, not a body of information to learn, not a lifestyle to be lived first. Thank you for making faith the trigger that releases transformation. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for going not to the lives that are predictable to be changed. Thank you for going to the most unexpected places, the hardest and most difficult places, and bringing in those dark places light. Light, bright, shining light that shows anybody can change. In the precious and the strong name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen.